Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. So this is an unusual episode today because I was joined by Meredith. Um, and I did a very funny introduction where I talked about, um, I said her name like Meredith, like she was a scent, you know, like Meredith. What does it mean? Mystery, um, desire, secrets, Meredith. Like, you'd pick that up at Macy's, right? Yeah, you would. Um, but the reason I'm doing the introduction on my own is, listen, I don't know what was happening with our audio, but Meredith's line was very staticky. And eventually it evens out, um, and the rest of the episode's golden, but I pretty much could not use any of the introduction, which sucks. Uh, and I apologize to Meredith, but, you know, audio issues happen it's especially fun when you play back the audio and it sounds fine the first time and then you play it back a second time and it's staticky as hell. Am I right? Am I right, fellas? Okay. So uh, in essence, I was reading a Patreon question from you, my sweet, sweet Patreon supporters. Just as a reminder, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Kilkenny. And for $5 a month, you get to send questions that I'll read on air and will answer. And you can, you know, assign them to specific co-hosts. So the first one I read was from Sophie, who had a recommendation, which is totally fine, by the way. You can send recommendations whenever you want. And Sophie wanted to know if I've listened to the Guilty Feminist podcast and my dad wrote a porno. So here was our conversation about that. Oh, and uh, Meredith had just described the plot of my dad wrote a porno to me, which is that the host dad writes pornos or like sort of like trashy, like the equivalent of like trashy romance novels, but just straight up porn. Uh, and I was freaking out about it. So he's just uh, like a... I don't even, is, this is so gendered because I, when I think of like a, a romance, romance author, I think of like a female novelist. Oh yeah. This guy is this writing. This is just hardcore like smutty. I mean, it's the worst writing ever. <laughs> like things. Yeah. Like the, you start to wonder, has he ever seen a female oh, wow. woman? Wow. wow, wow. Um, even though, you know, he has because he has like three children, <laughs> sure. but like he definitely. He's at least seen a woman. We know yeah. that. But his, uh, yeah, some of his, um, I think at one point he described someone's nipples like as like rivets on the <laughs> Titanic. Uh, when men try to describe breasts, it's like, <laughs> yikes. So, yeah, but it is absolutely hilarious. There are, and then they've also have um, some bonus episodes where they just interview celebrity fans. Okay. So, uh, you know, which has included everyone from Mara Wilson to cool. Michael Sheen to cool. Elijah Wood. Awesome. Um, All right, and, I'm into yeah, it. Yeah. You got to watch. It's, it's uh, wonderful. Say, also, yeah. in my defense, I only recently just started listening to podcasts, which is super weird considering I've hosted one for of of one kind or another for over a decade, but yeah, I, I mean that's that's a little bit rich, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that that's going to be my defense for why I've never heard of either of those, but I will check them out. So thank you, Sophie. Um, Diane writes in and says, "Hey, Allison, wow, Harley, <laughs> Harley's freaking out, guys. Sorry, she makes uh, little like huffing, barking noises." 
Uh, Diane writes in and says, hey, Allison, wow, nice job on the climate coverage. I didn't mean to come in hot. Remember, Diane? I do. <laughs> was like, we're like, wow, strong words, Diane, strong words. Uh, it's okay, though. I, I think you made a good point. Um, anyway, my next question. How do you think the new living dynamic for Penny and Desmond is changing the way they see the world? Mm. Wow, deep question. Uh, I can't say for sure because I'm not in their little heads. But I will say I think they've been enjoying the space a lot because they actually have a lot more room to run around and play. And they especially like chasing each, and, uh, each other up and down the stairs, which yeah. is adorable um, and terrifying sometimes, especially <laughs> if you're walking up and down the stairs. And you're just not prepared for it. And they're like a little tornado of fur that go by you. But uh, I will say this because in, in terms of like how they see the world, I, my old apartment was in one of those apartments where you couldn't really like, there was a window you could open, but it wasn't a window where like air could filter in really. Yeah. So I have a window now with a screen in it, which is like, ooh la la. Breeze. Uh, and I have the window open and Penny and Desi love looking out the window ooh, and smelling the air. Yeah. And there's like a lot of like foliage in the back and like, so bugs and birds and stuff. And they really like, watching that and it's really cute to watch them yeah. like watch the world so so yeah. and i mean i i will say that desi's little pea brain doesn't seem too <laughs> terribly affected by hey the experience hey don't you talk shit about my dumb cat <laughs> uh, that's not shade that's like <laughs> let us all let us all recognize that desi he's a trooper because like no matter I'll, okay here's an example of desmond just persevering because maybe he's so stupid um when the air conditioners crash down Penny was terrified and hid for like four hours. Desmond did not fucking flinch. I was like, we almost all died. Don't you <laughs> get that? And he just like didn't care. And I think it's because, yeah, he's just sort of like, whatever, man. Yeah. Whatever. I get fed. I get belly rubs. It's good. Yeah. Which is a healthy way to live, I think. Um, so, guys, if you, too, have a question that you would like answered on Light Trees and News, head on over to patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny. I have a new field edition episode of The Window up there. Ooh. And a lot of people liked it very much, so I'm definitely going to do that again. There's also a poll over there, guys, about what you would like to see more of at my Patreon. So a Way lot of in. people... Yeah, a lot of people have said more writing, which, you know, fair enough, I should be writing more anyway. Um, but also you want additional bonus episode content of like our reviews about different shows and stuff like that. So I've been reaching out to some of my, my favorite people, Meredith's one of them, about shows that maybe we could talk about in depth with Oh, and I, have, I do have some recommendations yeah, for this, so we got this. Oftentimes in the pop culture section, I have to talk about stuff in very vague terms because I don't mm -hmm. want to spoil stuff for everybody. But it would be nice if we could really like do a deep dive into shows, especially if they've been like over for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah with lots of spoilers and stuff like that. So I think Charles and I, if we have time, we're going to do Infinity War. Nice. Um, we're going to rewatch it because he and I were just talking about the plot and we realized we don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we got to rewatch mm, it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, all of that will be up on my Patreon. So go check that out. Uh, the Window Podcast is available to anyone who's a, a patron. So that can mean a dollar a month. You get access to the Window Podcast. And, you know, have you ever wondered even more about Allison's insights into the world? I like... literally can't believe you guys want to hear more of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I host a five-day-a-week podcast. Like, are you not tired of me yet? You're very sweet. You said no. So um, thank you. And thank you for all the support. 
So do we have time to talk about this? What do I want to talk about? Do you have anything that you would like to recommend? To um, things I would like to recommend. Or actually, I might have you hold that until okay. tomorrow's episode just because I have a recommendation, some recommendations, and they are keeping with the theme of uh, podcasts mm-hmm. and like the fact that I listen to podcasts now. So I have plugged Lore before yep. on this show. Very Aaron, good. Aaron Mankey's um, podcast. He has another side project podcast, speaking of um, hearing a lot from one person, called uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. Ooh. That are about very, very strange stories in our collective history. And, and they're really fun and they're shorter episodes. So it's like the podcast version of one of those weird curio stores. Exactly. You know, there's like some sort of strange misformed yep. cow fetus somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a story about, I don't want to give it away as a, as a spoiler. Speaking of spoilers, oh, everything comes full circle guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's exactly like that. Okay. So, and what else, what else, what else? Um, oh, I've already recommended who weekly. Oh, I have to say, and you know, it, it pains me to recommend white boy podcasts. Sorry, and Aaron Mankey, he's a white guy, but, uh, from what I can tell a nice guy. So yeah. So it's different. <laughs> it's different. But have you heard Chris Hayes's podcast? I have. I do. I, like I do it. like it. Yeah. I, I like, like it a lot. It. It's called, uh, why is this happening? Yeah. And I mean, I, I like the way Chris explains stuff in general. I think he's a really good translator. He tends to be well, able to. I mean, Up was one of the greatest shows, like news shows of all time. First generation Up was yes, great. Exactly. That's what I mean. I, I wasn't psyched about what it became. No. Um, but I think when Chris basically got to do what he wanted to do, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the podcast feels a little more like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and. He just did a great episode, speaking of climate change, on climate change and how he was getting a lot of criticism from people mm-hmm. because he's on MSNBC, which is owned by NBC Universal, <laughs> which is owned by Comcast, which is owned by Comcast, uh, who is owned by God, obviously, um, about they don't devote a lot of time to climate change. And I've asked everybody that question from Chris Hayes to Rachel Maddow to Melissa Harris Perry when she had a show on msnbc about why they don't talk about climate change more and their answer is very simple uh when we talk about climate change our ratings tank yeah and not just tank. i mean i've seen those numbers because i used to work from like you suddenly it's like every single person turns off right and if they keep doing that then they don't have a show right so they try to do it as much as they can without running that risk which is a totally fucked up model and that's the problem with establishment media right if you rely on advertisements if you rely on ratings that happens. But anyway, so Chris on his podcast spends the whole episode talking about like why it's hard to get people to care about climate change from a socio sociological perspective, which is really interesting because mm. I feel like it's, we don't ask that question a lot. It's, it's mostly like you should care about this more mm-hmm. and hitting people over the head with it. But like, why is it hard? It's not that people are bad. It's not no, that they're like no. evil. Um, and what it comes down to is it, Climate change has a lot, or the climate has a lot stacked against it in terms of humans caring about it. Like climate change, for the most part, like we can't see CO2 emissions, you know. Right. A lot of it can sort of fly under our radar. 
But anyway, uh, I, I do recommend that as well. See, mm. I listen to podcasts. You I listen to news good. podcasts. I listen to news. I've been listening to a lot of news podcasts. I've been listening to the BBC's uh, global news podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, can I actually snarkily anti-wreck the Daily, the New York Times podcast? Because oh, oh, I do listen to that. Yeah. Oh, see, I, I will... Fear, like feverishly anti-wreck it specifically because Michael Barbaro is a dick. <gasps> I, all right. I don't want to say I heard it in his voice, but I kind of heard uh, it in his voice. No, there's a, I will, I will find this for you, but there is a famous tweet where he took a picture of a homeless person that was <gasps> uh, sleeping in one of the like causeway passageways between Port Authority and um, uh, Penn Station or Port Authority, like 42nd Street. And, um, and he was like, this is unacceptable. And basically was like, why are you, you know, he, he had a whole like, why is the city not picking up its trash kind are of you situation? Ready? Are yeah. you ready? Yep. Unsubscribed. Yes. I unsubscribed. No, thank you. I wasn't crazy about it anyway. Yeah. To be honest with you, but no, thanks. I don't need to be following dicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys, it's a Wednesday episode. What does that mean? Something very strange happened in my apartment. Stranger than your air conditioner getting taken out by two other air conditioners? If you can even believe it. I think, are we living in the Bermuda Triangle? Oh my God. Or like, yeah, Bed-Stuy Triangle? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but guys, poor Eric was left to his own devices in my apartment and for some reason kept recording. I don't know, pretend to know his motives. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is what happened. Gosh, you know, guys. I'm sorry to do this. Um, I gotta run out real quick. Oh, I gotta okay. I gotta pick up um, tape. Oh yeah. I really need tape. You know how I'm always taping things. Anyway, yeah. um, just keep recording. Okay, you know, I can do that. We got we got infinite space on this yeah. computer. Um, I can't be bothered to hit pause. Anyway, I'll be back. Bye. Uh wow, this is I this is fun. I'm you know. I, I've never hosted my own show before, so this is kind of actually nice. Uh, do you guys ah. like this? Oh, oh. Hello. Ha, ha, it is I, I, Helena. Who? Helena. Helena, you know, from from internationally renowned show Orphan Black. I. It is the fictional show based on my true life. Orphan Black. Oh, that was a couple years ago, right? It, it was not a couple of years ago. It's still very timely. It's still in popular zeitgeist. Oh, okay. Oh, hi, Helena. It is I, I, Helena. I gotta be honest. I don't know that much about you. I, I don't. I may have seen an episode. Oh, oh, I no, don't. No, I, I am best character on Orphan Black. I am the terrifying clone. I do terrible things. You're okay. You're so you're a clone. I'm maybe crazy, maybe. Hmm. I mean, I, I be honest. It sounds like a good show. It's, it's a good show. It got nominated for all of the television awards. Emmys got nominated for the Emmys. Wow. That's cool. I mean, you know who Helena is? I got to be honest. I really, you know, I, I don't watch a ton of TV. Um, you know, I try. I try to keep up with stuff sometimes. But, uh, I, yeah, I, uh, sorry, I don't. Well, this is slightly disappointing. 
I, I mean, came, you seem I, like a really interesting person. I came to new apartment. I I look for podcast host. I think she maybe helped me find sister. Help me find my sister. You have a sister. Wait. You, I have you, many you sisters. You have a sister. And they're all so pretty and so smart. Our sisters what? But you're a clone. They're my sisters. Oh, okay. So your sisters are all clones. Itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Down came the rain and washed the spider out. Out came the sun and dried up all the rain. Itsy bitsy spider went up the spout again. I got to be honest, that's the most terrifying version of that song I've ever heard. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is, wow, so you're, how many clones are there? There are many. And then there were some male clones, and the plot got a little convoluted, and Helena said, no! But Helena has no control over the script writing. So if, th- so if they're clones, they're all exactly like you? Da. No? Da. Okay. So they are exactly like you. Yes. So, but you said you're the best character on the show. So all the clones would be the best character on the show, right? Listen to me. Don't you try to pick apart my logic. Oh. I will cut you. Oh. I will fucking eat you alive. I'm, okay. I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna, okay. Itsy bitsy spider. How do you, uh, how do you know... You came here, you were looking for Allison. How do you know Allison? Yes, Allison. I've been on show before. Really? Too much, much fanfare. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I am very popular. I understand you don't know who I am, but I'm Helena. I hate to be honest. The people's queen. I hate to be honest. I talk to people about TV a lot. I've not heard anybody mention a show called Orphan Black in quite a long time. Is it still on? Are you still doing stuff? Well, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I don't like you. I don't like that you're sassy with Helena. When Helena is just looking for sister, Orphan Black was very popular show. Was it? Yes, yes. Okay, I I'm sorry. You know, I gotta be. I think it's probably on me. I probably just missed it. I'm gonna kill you. Uh, I mean, uh, that would please don't. Uh, I okay. I, I, I'm okay. You know what? Let's not talk about how I don't watch TV. I'm sure your show is very popular. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, what is it? So you said you're looking for your sister. For a beautiful sister. But there are a lot of them. There are so many sisters. Are you looking for one in particular? I want all the sisters. Okay, so you're just looking for all of your sisters. I want to reunite my family with all of my beautiful sisters. Oh, that's actually very sweet. Thank that's you. That's a really nice, heartwarming and tale. And I'll kill anyone who what? gets in my way. Why? Because I want to be with sisters. You, I mean, did you try like I don't like an evite? What is evite? It's like this thing where you, I mean, it's not very popular, but people use it still for some reason. Where you like create like an event and you send out an email blast to everyone, and you're like, "Hey, I'm having this this gathering," and everybody gets an email, and and so they can just RSVP and and have all the information right oh, then. Oh, this this does sound like very useful tool. How is that different from like a Facebook invite? It's just it's kind of the same, except it's not run through the platform Facebook. It's run through email. But I have Facebook, so could I just? I'll just make the event. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. okay. Your sisters have Facebook. I I keep trying to friend them, but they won't friend me back for some reason. Oh, that's that's rough. It's I'm rough. sure. I'm sure they'll. 
you know what you should do? You should just message them anyway and just be like, Hey, I'm you know, I'm trying oh, to set up a good a, idea, yes. trying to set up like a little like a little reunion, like a little family reunion. This is a good idea, yes. I want to have a BBQ. Yes. People yeah. love barbecues. People people love BBQs and people love BBQs. I think Helena could could put on a a, a smash success BBQ. I bet it would be great. I bet it what, what uh great. you know what uh I'm having a little trouble placing your accent, but uh mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds uh, vaguely European. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe get some. Uh, I don't know, like some bratwurst. Mm, I'm thinking fish heads. Fish. Fish um, heads. Hmm. Grill them up. Just, just the heads. Just fish heads. <sighs> That's. I gotta be honest. That sounds gross. That's like and the only part. Liking you. That's that's honestly the only part of the fish you can't eat. Well, that's all Helena eats, and Helena's been doing fine. All right, I'm I'm going to leave, but I want you to pass along message. Okay. To podcast host. Okay, I can do that. Say, dear podcast podcast host. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please help Helena find sisters, mm-hmm. or I will murder you in your sleep. Okay. Also, I do not like your friend. What's your name? Uh, my name's Eric. Do not like Eric. Okay. And if he is here, upon my return, I will murder all of you. Okay. Can P.S. we? Yes. I need you to go buy fish heads for BBQ. Okay. Before you leave, I just have one question. I I understand that you plan on murdering me. Yes. Can I still come to the barbecue? Yes, but I may kill you at BBQ. Okay. All if right. you that's fair. think that's, fair. that's a price you will pay, then you can come to BBQ. Honestly, yeah, I will. I will risk death to come to your barbecue. Really? Because you are not excited about fish heads. Uh, I, you know, I, I'll give it a shot. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Look, you know, things just taste better when they're grilled. So maybe, like, once it, you've grilled them a little bit. This is true. Yeah. This is true. I'm well. I'm open to it to think about it. You know. I mean, you seem to be a big fan of them. It seems like you. You seems like you've eaten them for a long time. You know. I'm really into traveling and trying new new things. So, uh, I mean, I'll give it a shot. All right. So you give that message to podcast host. Yeah, I can. I can do that. All right. Which direction can Helena walk in that is furthest away from authorities? Ooh. Um, I got, uh, why don't you go outside and just, I would say just run south. Just keep running run south. south. Yeah. I might, I might go into sewers. That seems safest. That's probably actually, yeah, that actually probably is pretty safe. All right. So you pass along message to yep. podcast host. I need to find sisters and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take this, this, uh, this butcher knife on my way out. Okay, I'm going to move to the other side of the room. All right, this as is you for do the best, yes. Gonna, okay. yes. And it just may, maintain eye contact with me on my mm-hmm. way out. Okay. okay. Yep. I'm, I'm slowly inching towards the door. Okay. 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 I'm going to kill it. you later. Okay. 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 Wow, weird, weird stuff. I almost, I think I might have gotten Meredith talking to Harley when Uh-oh. I started recording again. And I think, I, I think also I, I was saying snort, snort because she was, <laughs> she was making her little noises. You so sorry, guys. Commuting, 
communicating on her level. That's cool. Uh, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. It'll be okay. Here is your bad news. No. So, leading our bad news section is Nazis. Woohoo! Um, so, leading things an awful lot lately. Yeah. Oh, God. Being escorted by the police. So, that was part of what I wanted to talk about. Uh, we briefly talked about the uh, one year anniversary of the Unite the Right Charlottesville, uh, Charlottesville uh, protest in which a Nazi killed Heather Heyer. Um, but I think I st- we were talking about it like the day before um, the final day of the protest. So I didn't get to talk about the fact that the white supremacists were vastly um, outnumbered by the counter protesters, which was great. I think like two dozen white supremacists showed up to the Unite the Right rally, but hundreds of counter protests. I mean, depending all on, over the place. Yeah, we, we both know how crowd numbers work (laughs) so like some sources say thousands of people were there other sources said hundreds of people were there probably safe to say it was hundreds but you know yeah regardless they were vastly outnumbered uh but that didn't diminish the terrible optics of seeing the the dc police escorting nazis through the street and oftentimes like shoving reporters out of their way oh yeah um under the guise of like objectivity right like we're just creating space for both it's what the media does right yeah. like npr brings on a nazi because they're like but we have a black lives matter protester on too so it's balanced and it's like what what's happening yeah. um yeah so but well, also yeah. and i know a lot of people always say this whenever i talk about the cops I'm familiar with the history of the police and oftentimes the fact that, you know, clans men were, were the police. The police. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I understand that, like, um, policing is steeped in white supremacy, so it, it is appropriate in that sense. However, um, the optics of it are still yeah. terrible. Well, and, and also, like, just the fact that there was so, they were so concerned about these people who espouse, like, genocide. Mm-hmm. Um, as like a thing that's acceptable, um, that protecting them and abusing counter protesters because they like needed that. And I mean, like, that's just the, the level of like that being the security, the so-called security threat, like, yeah, you know, also like you should punch Nazis guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. You should. Um, and also I don't think that this should I understand why people felt like this was a victory because it was, you know, especially after Heather Heyer dying, being killed um, by a Nazi, um, that it felt like the counter protesters were winning. Yeah, you know? well, and it, it felt important to really show out in force yes. to prove that this was a and thing. And it's always like, what we say to do, right? Like, you you don't want Nazis to feel safe. Mm-hmm. So it was really important that these protesters turned yeah. out and that, like, so. The media did interview the Nazis, and the Nazis who showed up said that uh, the reason their numbers are low is, like, their brethren are afraid to go out in public now for their own physical safety and because they could lose their jobs, which happened to a couple of them who got photographed at, you know, uh, various rallies, which, yeah, yeah, good, (laughs) you know. But 
that's exactly what needs to happen. They have right. to feel unsafe, whether that means their physical safety or that they could lose their job. There, they, there needs to be some kind of looming ramifications for doing mm -hmm. that shit, for like proudly talking about being a Nazi in yeah. front of cameras, you know? You, it's just simple that you have to, like there have to be consequences for this behavior and like being stupid enough and reckless enough to espouse it in, in public. And I mean... There's enough evidence now that these people are not going to change their private views. Right. So they have to, like, change the way they function because of their fear of ostracized, like, being ostracized. And, you know, that's not perfect. It would be nice if they all discovered the error of their ways. But <laughs> absent that, like, yeah, be afraid, like, that you're going to lose your job. You do see that those stories every once in a while of, like, um, a former Nazi who's seen the seen the light and now he's he's on our side and i'm always like good yeah. i guess yeah <laughs> i've definitely seen an, a couple of interesting documentaries about yeah. former white supremacists i that, mean obviously you know, it's important and you know i i always really admire the people who have the energy to sit down with someone like that and try to mm -hmm. change their mind yeah because so often that is done in vain but hey sometimes it works and you can't yeah. begrudge that and more power to the people that decide to do it yeah yeah truly they are uh Angels among us. <laughs> so I, I think we got to talk about Omarosa, yeah. right? I know, I know, I know. And I also don't know where to put it because I think it's hilarious that she's like causing all of this trouble and like... I still think it functions in the bad news because like this yeah. is still... It, it's still like a bad person exposing like the absolute depths of incompetence and venality that exists in the White House right now. Like, yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, so yeah, we can laugh at it, but also like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, every day I wake up and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. So, also, now that she's no longer in the White House, yeah. uh, no one there can actually name a single African-American <laughs> advisor. Yeah, oops. So, ooh. Oops, yeah. So I'm sure you've heard by now that Omarosa, uh, has a bunch of secret recordings from her time working in the White House, including in the Situation Room of John Kelly. Situation Room is supposed to be on lockdown. <laughs> you so, know? Although technically that's like the honor system. Like it's a skiff, so you're supposed to put your phones down. But if she recorded it somehow without her phone or right. in some situation, she didn't technically break classified like rules. She just broke like protocol. She had a... a a pen recorder yeah. that you can order from like a spy magazine. <laughs> yeah, you can get your week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're you're right though, because like Pete Souza was always mm -hmm. in there taking photos and stuff. Yeah. So it's not like a total media blackout or anything right. like but, that. I mean, there are like ways that they handle those sorts of things. Yeah. And so like, but yes, like the Oval Office, uh, certain uh, like places where they do congressional hearings are also like supposed to be secure facilities. And so yeah, they just turned out that when you hire people who are. Uh, Vicious yeah. as he put it. Like oh, Trump, yeah. Trump described Omarosa as vicious when yeah. he and called her a dog. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about that too because I mean Trump uses dog all the time for when mm -hmm. he knows he can't drop the N-word. Yeah. And this is like pretty clearly a pattern with him. Uh especially he loves calling like women dogs and stuff like that. It's definitely like race like racist. I almost said racial. <laughs> racist and misogynist. Um but going back to her recording, so she the recording she has was of John Kelly um, firing her. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Trump apparently being like unaware that she was being fired. Yeah. At least like that that's what he claims. Mm -hmm. He seems to be surprised. Yeah. Um, so 
Trump unloaded on Omarosa uh, on Twitter. He did, he called her that dog. Um, his full tweet was, when you give a crazed, crying lowlife a break and give her a job at the White House, I guess it just didn't work out. Good work by General Kelly for quickly firing that dog. I, like, have a hard time even fully, like, parsing everything that's I mean, happening there. I mean, also, like, he rewarded her loyalty. And one of the reasons why he rewarded that loyalty is because he needed to surround himself by crazed, crying lowlifes. Exactly, yeah. And, like, every time I feel like his tweets have gotten as bad as they can get, he just keeps somehow outdoing himself where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, no, okay, now we're just calling a black woman a dog on, on the Twitter account. Okay, mm -hmm. interesting. So now the Trump uh, campaign has filed arbitration against Omarosa for violating her non-disclosure contract. It is so rich that they think that you can have an NDA to work in the White House when you're a public servant to the United States of America. Okay, that was my question. Because I'm like, an NDA? No, it, an NDA would be absolutely non-enforceable. Like, there's no way in hell. Because your, your communications, your official communications, are all subject to open records laws. That's why Trump is was like told by a judge that he can't block people right. because blocking people is a violation of open records laws because it means that like, and his tweets are official communications. Think about that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's none of these are, are enforceable in the slightest. It's almost like the Trump campaign wasn't prepared to segue from business life to public servant life. Hmm. It turns out <laughs> you can't run the country like a business. What? Since when? But what if they really, really want to? Mm, it's still not going to work. Okay, fine. Do you think there's ever a way Amorosa could become a hero and not a villain? No, I think she just takes things down. I think that she's... Mm -hmm. I, I think it's the... It's like when two bad guys accidentally fall off the thing into the lava, like, <laughs> together, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, it's a... Any anything good that she can do will ultimately be kind of like a Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, and I feel like she knows what is like red meat to the left, where mm -hmm. she's like, I can prove Trump said the N-word on The Apprentice. But at this point, I'm just like, yeah. 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 Like, and we I know mean, he's like, a racist. It would have been nice if that was something, if you had leaked that back before the election which when you this happened. totally like, had that information then but yeah. you knew you could get a job in the white house so you kept your mouth shut mm -hmm. like it's just so obviously you're right like one snake trying to outmaneuver another snake where it's just like you're both terrible but mm -hmm. having said that calling a black woman a dog <laughs> is disgusting oh yeah i mean you can you know just because you're an awful human being doesn't mean that you deserve to be slurred in like racist misogynistic yeah. terms like just talk about how you're a opportunistic snake like that's fairly like reasonable when it comes to yeah. the metaphors you're looking for like don't pick the words that are so obviously stand-ins for straight up like the, the worst the, the word that you repeatedly used while on the apprentice yes <laughs> that amorosa has tapes of um so guys i think that's enough i made you listen to stuff about amorosa yeah that's a lot yeah so we'll just spend some extra time in the good news Woo 
All right. So first good news item, the media standing up for itself. Oh, finally. <laughs> kind of. I mean, this is a, a good, um, I think, a good news story. So more than 100 newspapers will publish editorials decrying Trump's anti-press rhetoric. Um, so the Boston Globe has been um, con uh, contacting Ooh. Uh, newspaper editorial boards and proposing a coordinated response to Trump's escalating enemy of the people rhetoric. Um, so this is a quote from the Globe. We propose to publish an editorial on August 16th. So That's Thursday. So yep. Thursday. On the dangers of the administration's assault on the press and ask others to commit to publishing their own editorials on the same date. Um, and yeah, I think this is good. I've talked about in the past uh, how I think it's good when the press bands together, especially like in the White House. Um, like solidarity when the White House yes. press corps gets screwed over. Yes, yeah, exactly. So um, because they are under attack and the press is under attack, uh, Trump has just straight up called them the enemy of the American people. Yeah. He has incited uh, angry, violent crowds when, when the press are present. Uh, presence um, yeah. and presence, many yes. many people who've reported on on Trump and Republicans have have said that they've felt increasingly unsafe in uh, at these rallies and that there's you know they do sort of believe that it's only a matter of time until something horrible happens yeah for sure for sure um, and you know the press have been screamed at they've been you know physically shoved it's just inevitable that something really violent is going to happen. So it's encouraging to see the media take that threat very seriously mm -hmm. and to coordinate a response, I think is good. Yeah. Although, once again, it would have been nice if some of these people had been doing that um, prior to yep. all of the Nazi humanization yep. and like... Um, you know, all of the stories of finding small town racists that just are so sad because <laughs> they like... Yeah. You know, they're just so lonely because they're the minority now. The New York Times like, is like breathless running across a cornfield. I know. They're just like, I came as fast as I could. Are you <laughs> sad? Are you sad right now? Put it on the front page. Uh, yeah, like maybe if you're serious about this fighting Trump's war on the media, stop giving Nazis space mm -hmm. in your publication because yeah. it's all part of the same thing. Stop using words like racialized when you mean racist. racist. Yeah, yeah. Stop or racially charged or like controversial. It's like, just racism. Just call you know. it racism. And I, I think like you need to, uh, yeah, we can, we can say the words. But at least this is something. This is a, a baby step for the media. Yeah. And, they're, and they're doing it together, over 100 publications. So... Yeah, and like NPR, I don't know, maybe stop making it seem like a sentient car uh, killed Heather Heyer. <laughs> that, that's not a cool way to phrase that. Uh, so also in good news, Bill Cosby. I feel like we haven't talked about him in a minute. Oh, no. I mean, I was I was pretty confident. I was like, waiting because he seemed like he'd been pretty thoroughly, uh, thoroughly yeah. taken down. Well, th well, this is another step in that journey. Uh, he has lost yet another honorary degree. Oh, thank God. I, I just, I'm happy anytime something bad happens to a rapist, you know? Oh, yeah. So, um, he uh, has been, uh, he's had his, uh, where was this one from? William and Mary has oh, voted good. to rescind his honorary degree because, quote unquote, information came to light. Mm, okay. Wait, okay. information came to light 
now? Uh, like a while ago. Yeah. Mm. Jezebel goes, okay, good, but late, but good, uh, which is how I feel about it. Took a, took a while, but um, so... And he's lost a lot of yeah. degrees from different places. Let's, so let's this is name not... some of them. All right. Springfield yeah. College, Tufts, uh, Goucher, uh, Lee, George Washington, Marquette and Fordham, Brown, Boston College, Berkeley, Boston University, Drexel, Bryant, Oberlin, uh, Swarthmore, and more. Recently, UPenn and Carnegie Mellon, uh, Colby, Cooper Union. That's a lot Renzler, of uh, that's a lot of schools. University of Cincinnati and Temple. Temple was a big one. Uh, uh, yes, because that's where he went and was yeah, a big supporter, and where he met uh, one Thompson. of the people he sexually yeah. <laughs> sexually assaulted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at least thirty-two colleges and univer- universities now, which is great because you know he had like an entire room devoted to absolutely. I'm these sure that degrees. one of the things he would do before uh, drugging and raping women was show, show them. them. Yep. And then be like, I'm such a good person. Have this drink. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I will always bring you updates about when bad things happen to rapists. That's my guarantee to you. Oh, speaking of bad things happening to bad people. Ooh, I am happy about this one. Oh, my God. So Stephen Miller, who is a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I once said I want to punch him in the dick, which is still true. Oh, I love it so much. Because I if you didn't hear that episode, I started laughing so hard. Because <laughs> I thought, I was sure Meredith was going to say I was going to punch him in the face. And then she said in the dick, and I lost it. Because <laughs> it's better. It's better than punching him in the face. Just right in his dick. So, Stephen Miller, in case you don't know, is... Um, uh, the architect of the racist <laughs> immigration policy yeah. that is ruining the lives of people from around the world who are desperate for uh, basic human rights and safety. Yeah, and like truly, truly, truly gets off on like destroying families mm-hmm. and separating children from their parents and um, has yeah. always, always been a piece of shit. Yeah, like, even in high school. In so. high school when he complained about the all-girls track team and then ran down on the track to race the women to yeah. show he's faster. There's a good, uh, there's just a good short Onion article. I saw the headline, uh, Stephen Miller infuriated to learn cantaloupe he's fucking is Mexican. Oh my God, I and, saw that. And, uh, you know, I'm just saying that's still... Still true. I love it so much. But he also, he, uh, so the good news is he got like thoroughly and truly owned by his own his uncle. His uncle. With, here's the thing. As someone who mm, doesn't have like an overly close relationship with a lot of my family members. Um, you don't necessarily see eye to eye. Yeah. yeah, sure. On a number of political issues, uh, it happens. But would any of them pen a scathing op-ed about me? No. no. Uh, the fact that... It, Stephen Miller's uncle went out of his way to pen this op-ed. Which lays out the detailed history of their family's immigration to the United States and rise to affluence and general success. The exact ways to set him up for being uh, the entitled shitbag that he is today. Yeah. So his uncle's name is David Glosser. Um, and as Meredith says, I'll link to the whole Politico uh, column at our Lipson page. He goes through the history of Stephen Miller's family's uh, history of immigration, how they came to the country. Um, and so he writes, I shudder at the thought of what ha- what would have become of the Glossers had the same policy Stephen so coolly espouses, the travel ban, the radical decrease in refugees, 
the separation of children from their parents, and even talking of limiting citizenship for legal immigrants, been in effect when Wolf Lieb uh, made his desperate bid for freedom. The Glossers came to the U.S. just a few years before the fear and prejudice of the America First nativists of the day closed U.S. borders to Jewish refugees. Had Wolf Lieb waited, his family would likely have been murdered by the Nazis, along with all but seven of the 2,000 Jews who remained in Antipol. I would encourage Stephen to ask himself if the chanting, torch-bearing Nazis of Charlottesville, whose support his boss seems to court so cavalierly, do not envision a similar fate for him. And it's also worth noting that um, Glosser is a neuro uh, neuroscientist or a neuropsychologist yeah. of some sort, and he works specifically with refugees and immigrants to help them process uh, the extreme trauma that they deal with as, uh, you know, as people who've had to flee these traumatic situations. And so he, right. he also tells a really beautiful story of a young Eritrean man who mm. fled conscription into uh, some of like one of the, the conflicts in Eastern Africa and has had to like rebuild his life here. And you think, all right, yeah, this man is a thousand times the person that Stephen yeah. Miller could ever possibly be which is ultimately why he's such an awful human being because yes. he knows that he's not worth anything and probably would get his ass kicked by the girls track team which is why he has <laughs> to try and uh, make a spectacle do you think that's what motivated him to run so fast he was scared he's like man if these girls catch me yeah i think over. it probably was um but yeah i mean is there any bigger burn than your own family being like I'm embarrassed by you yeah and I mean it's the sort of thing that I hope landed but ultimately like you never know oh like, I mean Stephen Miller I'm sure does not he I know we're not supposed to throw around the term sociopath because it can be misleading and like you know pop psychology and all that and not all like sociopaths like go on to do bad things however I have to believe there's something wrong <laughs> with an individual like Stephen Miller who just is so gleefully hurting people and mm -hmm. seems to like get off in it. I'm sure he doesn't care that his uncle is like scolding him. Yeah. Well, he's also he's like, I don't need to go home. Like, I'm, you know, I'll be fine. I'll just I'm stay a here. Self-made man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's he's gonna have the family, whatever the family version of throwing eighty dollars worth of sushi into the garbage <laughs> to own the libs will be. Right. He's gonna throw his uncle in the garbage. Yeah. Although you have to imagine he wasn't getting invited to a lot of family vacation sure. stuff. As I'm it is. sure that's the case as well. Um. But again, as, as someone who doesn't go to a lot of family reunions either, I get it. No shade. But you don't look 15 years older than you are, and like the evil of have, your soul has like hate shriveled, rotting yeah. me from the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, guys, there's a lot of reasons not to be a hateful bigot, but one of them is that it ages you really, really it fast. It is terrible for your skin. Oh my God. Yeah. And if you're already a white person, we don't age well. No, <laughs> so we do not. You can't afford to be a racist on top of that. It'll, being racist as a white person is the equivalent of never wearing sunscreen. Yeah. I think that is, yeah. it's, it's never wearing sunscreen, but on your soul. Right. Um, so this led to a larger conversation on Twitter about people who try to mask their bigotry by blaming their family mm -hmm. like oh i feel this way about mexicans because that's just how i was raised yeah because apparently a couple times um 
Because it's not possible to ever change your mind once you've been Well, that and also grown. just anecdotally, like people were talking about how, like being with a friend at their home and their friend being like, I was just raised that way. And the mom coming in and being like, no, you weren't. <laughs> what are you talking about? And like sometimes that's a lie, right? Yeah. Like, um, oh shit, what was his name? Uh, well, it's it's just like, it's, it's the, it translates to... I just am lazy or like I just don't want to think about, you know, I just decided that I didn't want to put effort into having an opinion right. and actually like giving, having empathy. So, you know, I've decided to take the worst impulses of my community and uh, just run with it right. instead of like fighting or, against Or practice. I agree with those sentiments and I know that like it's just an easy card to play where it's like, oh, I just raised that way. Mm -hmm. And like most people will move on, you know? Yeah. Um. But I just thought it was so funny because, like, obviously sometimes racist parents will, like when Dylan Roof, um, you know, oh, yeah. uh, murdered a bunch of people at Emanuel AME because uh, he's a racist little fuckwad. Um, his family was like, we don't know where he got those ideas. That's crazy. And it was like, really? Didn't really? they all have Confederate flags on their mm -hmm. Facebook pages? Like, you know, they were throwing around the N-word a lot. Uh, so that I didn't believe. But for the family members who genuinely did not like impart those ideas on their kids, to hear your kids be like, oh, my mom and dad just raised me that way. I would be like, what the fuck? I know. <laughs> It'd be like, it would be, it would be like if I suddenly started saying a lot of things about it. I was like, I don't know. I just think like most of the crime in Madison comes from people from Milwaukee and Chicago and I'm just you know it's just how I was raised to believe that's what happens and I'm like oh right you mean the racist canard that suggests the only uh -huh. people importing crime are from the cities yeah uh yeah no that would be uh that would be ridiculous that is ridiculous uh so guys I just wanted to remind you go to patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny and uh, for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to the Window Podcast. $5 a month, you get to send questions that we'll answer on Light Trees and News. $10 a month, you get to do both of those things and do the online hangouts with us. $50 a month, Ooh. you get a handwritten letter from me and all that other stuff. She has nice handwriting, guys. Thank you so much. That's a lie, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I literally write like I am... Uh, like a person who lives in the woods and I just learned how to write. Yeah. Because guys, I'm so not used to writing now. Yeah. If you, But if you want a letter that looks like it was being sent by the <laughs> Unabomber... Um, me, it's me, it's Allison. Hello, I'm in your mailbox. <laughs> like the Unabomber, but in a friendly way. Yeah. Uh, it's all glitter bombs, guys. It's Yes, <laughs> I will glitter bomb you. That's my guarantee. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I also uh, have a show that you're listening to right now and you didn't hear any ads on this episode. And that's because we're 100% listener supported. That's you. You listening right now. Go to lighttreason.news. Smash that donate button. Parker wants me to say it that way now. <laughs> Smash that donate button and become a member today for as little as $5 a month. Hey, do you like, uh, do you like this show? You've been listening to it for a while, haven't you? Or maybe you're a new listener and you're like, my God, this, this is it. This is the podcast. I found it. Yeah. This is the one. Go to lighttreason.news and help keep us going. Because if we don't have members, um, I can't keep bringing you episodes. This is a five-day-a-week podcast, guys. It's a full-time job. I do everything. I do all the sound editing. I do all the promotion. I book all the guests. She works real hard, guys. Thank you. I do. But I enjoy doing it. I love doing it for you guys. But the only way I can keep doing it is with your support. So please go do that. And Meredith, while we have a little bit of time left... Is there anything you've seen recently 
that made you smile? Um, I love asking New Yorkers that. I know. But also, <laughs> I've had like an epically shitty like I know week, so it's hard for me to say like, did something maybe happy? What is happiness? What? Have I done what is happy? I mean, Rosie's yeah. got to be up there. Rosie has done some very cute things. She's been very sweet. Um, I also uh, I started watching The Good Wife. That's actually giving me a lot of oh, satisfaction. Really? Okay. Um, that was yeah. one of those shows that I was so certain I was like. This is for my parents. Yeah, it's definitely a show that like it has that vibe, but I'm I'm totally hooked on it. And like since I've no, been but very since then I've heard yeah. from like people whose taste I really yeah. respect. They're like, no, it's actually a good show. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And you know, given that I'm in a moment where leaving my house, interacting with people, generally like functioning as like an adult human feels like impossible mm -hmm. it's nice that there's something with seven seasons on right now hell yeah so also uh i'm successfully growing some plants <gasps> what kind um they're peppers they're pepper plants they're like hell hot peppers yeah but they're finally growing and so there's one that's like kind of this beautiful purple like Ooh. round sort of like orbs and then one where it's like much more like a regular habanero looking thing and they're one of teeny the tiny but they're adorable one yeah. of the questions we got for like maybe doing a bonus episode is like what hobbies everybody's doing, Ooh. but like doing a deep dive into it. Yeah, um, I would deep dive because I have so many hobbies. You, I immediately thought of you because I was like the cross stitching, the puzzles, the gardening. Like you could probably go in deep on a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. Um, do you have it on like your fire escape? Mm -hmm. Okay, I do. And uh, yeah, being a very rainy, very humid. August has been great for these uh, tropical pepper steaming things. Yeah, I um, I have a, like a bunch of stuff in terms of like what I'm looking forward to. I have a bunch of stuff that I've like I have on my computer waiting for me to watch. I just haven't had time to watch it yet. <laughs> but like the idea, you know, when you have like a bunch of good stuff queued and you're like, oh boy, like you're rubbing your hands together. Oh and you're yeah, like I can't wait to watch it. Like that's where I'm at right now, just because I've had no time to do anything. I told Meredith, my life has basically been like one customer service call after another, <laughs> like for three days straight. And I yeah. don't have air conditioning. So it's just like in a hot, hot room. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, it's not been ideal. I'll say that. But, you know, looking at the positives. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of get a, you can experiment into like different versions of dewiness on your skin. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Feeling very like um, <laughs> I won't say it. <laughs> Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please follow Meredith on Twitter at Meredith L. Clark. Please follow Rosie. At Rosa Luxembourg. Yeah. On Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And uh, guys, I don't want to be redundant, but it's been a tumultuous time. You know, the move, starting the new podcast, your support means more now than ever before. Can you even believe that? Because yeah. it's always been very important. But now it's like, man. Give her the support, guys. She needs it badly. <laughs> she needs it bad. Uh, <laughs> and thank you to everyone who is a currently a member. If you're listening right now and you're like, but Allison, I'm already a member. What more can I do? Just tell your friend about the show. Like, if Spread if the word. If you're also in a position where you just can't financially do it right now, I won thousand percent get it and i don't want to guilt you but i've seen a bunch of people tweeting their friends who are like hey i'm about to go on a long road trip what podcast should i listen to right now and they're like light trees and news it's a great one i see you i love you i respect you 
Guys, thank you so much for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble.